Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal and to episode 72. Uh, today I'm very pleased to be able to introduce you to my guest this time uh, is Beth, who is a Time to Change Wales champion. And uh, it's the first time Beth's really been on the podcast. I mean, she came on towards the end, I think, of a conversation that I had with Mark back in, I don't know, episode 20 or 30 something maybe. Um, so it's really cool to be able to just sit down and have a chat with her and find out a little bit more about her story and a little bit more about what goes on within the kind of the Time to Change Wales program as well. Um, it was just awesome again to sit down and talk and find out a little bit more about someone that I talk to quite a lot online uh, and really kind of brought home that there can be those people that we know, that we're friends with, that we talk to, that actually there's a big part of their lives or or what they do that we're not aware of and we, we don't know about. Um, and that feeds into not just this episode with Beth, but also the next episode, which will be episode 72 uh, with Jodie. And again, both share their own stories and experiences and really brings to light um, some of the stuff that people do go through that we just don't know about, we don't hear about, we don't always talk about. Um, so it's really important to, I think, give people that opportunity, just sit down, just have a chat with them, ask them how they're doing uh, and what's going on. Big thank you to Beth for coming on and chatting with me. And a thank you to you guys for listening in as well. So I'm going to drop you straight into our conversation and I really hope you enjoy it. Also, just before I drop you into the audio, I've just remembered as I've loaded in the recorded conversation with Beth, she's actually making her dinner and getting ready to go out while we have this discussion. <laughs> um, so she was really busy. <laughs> she was really busy while we were talking. Um, so it is, uh, you, yeah, you get to hear what her life is really like as she gets ready with her dinner. And you, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different to some of the other conversations. Did we start talking through Talk MH? I can't really yeah, remember. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it was when I started getting... You You were one of the first people I actually, like, spoke spoke to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think it was through Short Mental Health, and then I think we just started commenting a lot more on each other's... Yeah. Varying I... self-pitying posts. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, because I couldn't get over... I think when we were talking about doing today, that you've not come on before and I think it's because I've done a couple with Mark and then you've jumped on like yeah, at yeah. the end and we so we kind of have but we've never like just us there spoken that, there was that one wasn't there and it was me you Mark and then oh, oh and Liv. Liv yeah and I was like oh I like your curtain <laughs> <laughs> we were like oh fuck <laughs> it started <laughs> It's like, thank God we've got like a good 40 minutes before this crap has started. <laughs> oh, it was great. <laughs> oh, dear. It did make me chuckle. No, I think we bonded over sort of the ginger. And then also I was incredibly jealous of your hair. Oh. Why does he get the hair that I desperately want in life? But no matter how much I try, I just can't obtain it. <laughs> And it broke my heart. Like, it actually hurt me. Oh. It's like, I'm so sad. Oh, yeah, because we had our three gingers 
WhatsApp group, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm waiting for my asparagus to boil, and I'm like, hey, hurry up. I don't, I've never boiled asparagus before in my life. Um, but I'm having to for quick cooking. Yeah, I think you keep an eye on it. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm in the kitchen. Like, it's, all, it's all well and good. It's just taking forever. <laughs> but no, it's funny. And then I think, uh, what was it? Yeah, and then you wrote your post about uh, the BPD and relationships mm. one. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, Mike, I love him. Mm. Um, and here we are today. Although I've fallen off like the taut mental health scene purely because I've just been so terribly terrible with keeping up with it. And also I'm so busy at the moment. I feel so bad. Yeah not doing it but then I'm like I don't actually have time but then I'm like am I gonna like fall out of like the community that I made myself a part of well you won't now because the chats have finished what yeah Hannah's not doing them anymore oh bless her I think I can't remember if it was last week or the week before um I think she said either at the end of the chat or like the following day um, just like because of her workload, like she just can't yeah, carry on with them. Um, so yeah, so she stopped them now. I don't know if it's a case of maybe there'll be like certain times when she'll do stuff. Yeah, maybe when she has got a little bit more time to... Yeah. Um, which is a shame because I think like there's so many people that have come together through the chats, but at the same time, like you, I have to admit pretty much through the summer up until now... I just, I engage with the chats a, a lot less um, just because, like you say, there's other stuff going on and um, it's a bit more of a case of if there's a topic that I'm really interested in, then I, I would try and make sure that I'm there for them. And there's a few chats now where I'm just less interested. And I think before, <laughs> the ones that I didn't know about, I made a real effort to come along because it's like, actually, I yeah. want to know about that. But now it's like it's a topic I'm less interested in. But I do also, like, I know about it because I've already been to one where we've spoken about it. Um, yeah. So it's a bit more sort of overlapping now rather than before. It's like, oh, it's the first time we've spoken about this or that. Or um, like yeah. emetophobia was something like I didn't know about. So then like the first couple of times you talk about it, it's really interesting because it's something you've got no idea about. Yeah. But then, obviously, once it um, once it gets a little bit more sort of... Because there's only so many topics you can do. Yeah. And I think you end up having a little bit of repetition, which isn't a bad thing because you can see... Like, you can reflect on the last chat and stuff. Mm. But I just... I think I just find myself putting... And I don't know whether this is sort of evidence of maybe me feeling a lot better where I don't... Not so much as, like, I don't think about my mental health as much, but I'm not as invested in it mm. because I don't feel like I need to be better because mm. I feel like I am okay at the moment. I'm quite happy as I am. I'm quite happy to plod along. So I'm sort of disengaging from the things that, that did really, really, really help me, if that yeah. makes sense. No, it does, because I think, like you say, you, it's really important to accept like you're always going to be affected by something and it's getting to a stage where you're happy with how you manage that. And I think that's quite nice in that you're one of not, it's hard to tell if people do it and you just don't see it, but you're one of not many people that I see online when you're quite like, well, look, I'm going for a really bad time now 
Um, <laughs> like here's a horrid picture of me. But, I know. Look at me. <laughs> but me I'm and... okay with that, and I know that in a certain amount of time I'll feel differently. Um, and I think it's that acceptance sometimes makes a huge difference. Yeah, no, you, you don't kind of overly. I don't know. You don't overly invest in that emotion at the time. You're like, I know it's happening. I accept it. I'm going to let it happen. I'm going to ride it out. You see, funnily enough, this is the notion of social media because I'm not that person in real life. When I'm feeling bad, I'll be that person who sits in bed and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm going to feel like this forever. My face hurts. My face is just going to be just like destroyed by all of the tears and the rubbing. But I think I think I tend to sort of tend to use Twitter and I tend to use sort of on, especially Instagram and Twitter, tend to try and use them as like a sort of, as like a rational place mm. when I'm not rational. Okay. So when I go onto Twitter, if I'm feeling particularly terrible, obviously I'll scroll through, check on the people that like I sort of regularly check on, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'll sort of, I'll, you know, sort of seeing people, especially Liv, I find Liv is really, really, and I don't think she knows it. So hopefully she listens to this, but, um, like I find her incredibly helpful because mm. she, like she says the things that I'm thinking, but would never actually admit to thinking online. Yeah. And I don't know why I would never admit to them, but I just, I just wouldn't. It's not who I am. And then obviously when people reply, it makes me see things in a much more rational way, which in turn sort of, it's almost like a sort of association now I have. So if I'm feeling bad and I go on Twitter, I instantly go into my rational head. Yeah. Which is very strange, um, and I don't really know how it works. I'd be quite interested to sort of like look at it further, but I think just knowing that you're not alone helps a lot. It helps an incredible amount because when you've got people like you who sometimes go, "Do you know what? Actually, I'm having a bit of a difficult time." Mm. It's you know when you're having a shit time as well. It's so nice to be like, "Oh my god, me too, save me," yeah. um, and also to be able to like wallow in self pity together. No, I'm a massive, I'm a massive advocate for a good wallow once in a while, because I think we all have reasons to not be happy with the way that our lives are, and therefore we are, we should be allowed to wallow about them. Oh my god, I'm running out of cheese. <laughs> um, don't, it's fucking awful. This is the worst day of my life. Um, oh god, but yeah, I think. I think people don't understand. Like, I don't think people appreciate the like. The importance of a good wallow every once in a while. Mm. I feel like sometimes with mental health advocates, we sort of, it's sort of like, oh, well, you know, you're so strong. You've gotten through all of this all by yourself and like, well done. You know, you're so inspirational. I feel like that sort of sometimes makes people think, well, I've got to be this brave, inspirational person all of the time. But yeah. it's like anything. I think we're all allowed to feel a little bit shit. Mm. All allowed to have a wallow, all allowed to have a bit of day or a weekend or even a week where you sit in bed and you do nothing except cry and watch Disney films with a shit ton of like pop your own popcorn and lots of cheese. And that's being really brave and inspirational in my book because I'm like, do you know what? You don't actually, you're not pushing yourself. You're being honest with yourself. And I think that's more brave than sort of carrying on when you feel like shit like the admittance is amazing i think which is why i really like twitter because i feel like everyone that you know says i'm feeling really really crap 
Mm. Like, I, I just think everyone's so brave. And we're sort of getting to that point where we don't realise how brave we are because it's not seen as a brave thing. And I think... Does any sense or am I just wrong? Yeah, no, you are. I think as well, I think potentially where we have got to the stage where you start to surround yourself with other people that are doing similar things to you so they will talk out about mental health where they will talk about their struggles the fact that you do it kind of it makes you feel like it's less weird you're like oh everyone like not everyone more people are doing this and then you go into like uni college workplace wherever and like oh yeah crap actually (laughs) actually yeah no not everyone talks about this sort of stuff and I think that's when you start to realize the awesomeness of some of the stuff that we do um but because you're around so many people that are doing the same yeah it's not it doesn't feel as much of a big deal i guess yeah no i know what you mean it's not like yeah because it's like you have different groups of people don't you so i've got like my uni friends and then i've got my home friends Mm. and i've got like my twitter friends as i call you all to like my mum when she's like where are you going and i'm like to london she's like to meet up with you and i'm like my twitter friends and she's like don't get raped and i'm like (laughs) Oh, we are all mentally ill, Mum. It's a it's a risky decision I'm making here, but I will try and be careful. Um. Uh. By the way, that was not that was not meant to reinforce mental illness stereotypes. That was it was one of the jokes that only mentally ill people can make. You know what I mean? It's like when cancer. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> no, no. I had a friend, right? And bless her heart, she had cancer and she beat it. She's still around these days. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful girl. Obviously, her hair fell out when she was having chemo. And I remember we went for like, must have been how old was I? I must have been about seventeen. And we went for like dinner somewhere to like celebrate like her last round of chemo or something. And um. One of the, who was it? Oh, one of the wait, like the waitress that was serving us. She was an absolute nightmare, right? She literally didn't know what she was doing, and she was getting really, really stressed. And one of my friends at the time didn't really get on with that sort of stress, and used to get also really, really stressed, and used to make it very visible. And the waitress went, "Oh, keep your wig on. I'm going as fast as I can." And obviously, my friend just took <laughs> took her wig off and went, "Hey, cancer." And it was one of those things that I think to myself, if anyone else had, like, said cancer at her when she took her wig off, yeah. it would have been, like, the shit would have hit the fan. But because it was her, she was allowed to do it. So it's like, I like to make jokes about how, I think me and Jodie do it on Twitter a lot, when I'm like, oh, guys, don't forget your axe. You know, us BPD axe murderers. Like, you always got to remember them. And Jodie's like, oh, damn it, it's in for... In for dry cleaning at the moment. The blood stains are just a little bit too much. I guess, I don't know, I guess it's that crossover, isn't it? Like you say, it's that talking amongst other people that understand where you're coming from and then at the same time being open up to... Being open up? Being open to other people seeing it that aren't part of the conversation or that relationship and just take it out of context. Yeah, but I think it's... I always say it's a bit of a perk. Like, fucking hell, we go through so much shit with mental illnesses. We might as well have a perk of being able to make inappropriate jokes about it. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got to see the funny side in these things sometimes. <laughs> You'll take the perks where you can get them. Well, exactly. And I'm a very perky person, don't you know? <laughs> I'm perky in more ways than one, Michael. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm the breast sense. <laughs> Although they are quite... You better take that bit out. Don't <laughs> uh, breasts. I'll just add a little bit at the end. So <laughs> you just add in the words pert breast. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely going to try and find that bit. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, God, I'm going to walk down this and I've got to go and work. It's going to be bloody bollocks. But no, how... um. Mm, how did your... I've been meaning to ask you. How did your... um? Like, the sex and the relationship posts go down. It was quite good, actually. It was really interesting, because I think the like the one that you're, I think, talking about, like, the first one... <laughs> um, about the one where you were talking about wanking? Yeah, the one that you read out in the pub. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> um, like, Your best post by far. <laughs> I think... It was just, it was a really cool one to to write and to get feedback on because it was quite different to some of the other stuff. Um, yeah. And it was quite, I don't know, it was nice to, I guess, be able to write about something else that's like another taboo that people don't talk about. Mm. Um, and like I've done a couple of other posts that have been similar-ish. Um, and it's not, it, it's... It is nice, and there's a few other people that have written about... Oh, I can't think what it is now. Um, but it's stuff that's, like, just, again, just generally either taboo or just not talked about. Mm. And it's so much more interesting, even if all of the content or discussion is generally boring. Because you're like, oh, my God, we're talking about stuff that people don't talk about. Yeah, um, and, and you're talking about, you know... For anything... Like, mental health starts off with how, like exciting and liberating is it the first couple of times like you're actually talking to people about yeah. it um and sex kind of comes back to that for me because it's like oh you don't really talk about it openly or in that way and i, I but actually it's a huge part of our lives yeah and it is a lot of it's a lot of what people enjoy doing want to do more but Ooh, yet, yes, I do, <laughs> baby. but yeah you're like oh no we don't we don't really talk about it like that and i think I don't know, maybe it's different with, like, boys and girls as to what you talk about and how you talk about it, but, yeah, like, I never speak or I have never really spoken like that to, like, my male, well, to any friends, but to actually just sit there and write about, like, sat at home and had this amazing wank. <laughs> and you're like, well... I'll send you the links if you need them. <laughs> I'm like, but if it's part of... It is part of your self-care. Like, I don't... For me, that's... Oh, do you know what? I've started when I feel anxious. And if I'm, like... If it's late at night and I'm in bed and I'm feeling anxious and I can't sleep, the vibrator comes right out. <laughs> like, no word of lie. I genuinely think masturbation should be used as an anxiety relief. Like, it's, it's amazing. And you go to sleep after because you're tired. Yes. And it is... I do. Masturbation for mental health. I know. That is a hashtag that needs to be started. <laughs> I'll definitely get the hate for that. <laughs> oh my God, imagine we oh. could do a Twitter chat. Oh yeah, that'd be amazing. So guys, how many wanks have you had today? <laughs> I li have you listened to My Dad Wrote a Porno? Yes. 
<laughs> it's like, it's going to give me my first shag of the day. <laughs> like, of the day! <laughs> Be lucky if I get first shag of the year. <laughs> oh. First shag of my lifetime. Oh, dear me. You know what? I was reading a really interesting arg- uh, article about um, how the notion of virginity mm. is incredibly different now to what it was... Uh, sort of like 30, 40 years ago because it's oh, gone yeah. a physical thing to being like a social con- uh, like a social construct. Yeah. Um, like people differentiate between it in so many ways. Like some people don't say they lost their virginity the first time they had sex, but mm. instead they lost it the first time that they had sex with someone that they cared about. Oh, okay. Or like the first time they had an orgasm during sex. Yeah, because I've seen stuff before where I guess this is like proper historical stuff or whatever, but it was always about, um, so when you first have sex and the woman bleeds. Yeah. um, And that, like, if she doesn't bleed, then she's not a virgin. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so that basically means like she's never had any sort of penetration like masturbation Mm. like on her own or with a partner up until like the first thing she's getting is a cock up her like i know it's quite traumatic i imagine that would be horrific (laughs) about traumatic Mm. and i don't think they had lube in those days i imagine not and yeah i don't think you're gonna get any sort of a pleasantry seems a bit like a stretch, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, you get sweet FA pleasure from it. You'll just be, you'll be put off sex for life. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't you know. know. The first thing you see, like there you are, you've gotten all dressed up, right? So you've shaved your legs, you've waxed your, you've waxed your foof, you've exfoliated your armpits or whatever it is, you've shaved your ass. And you're there like, I'm ready for some foreplay and some sex. And then he's literally like, go on, then sit on it. <laughs> How upsetting would that be, though? I mean, not for you, but, I mean, for me. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I guess, like you say, it comes back to what is, I, what is, like, that relationship? Like, if it's two people that are together, then you want both people to enjoy it because you want to have it again but if it's a casual relationship where potentially you're not going to be together again then i suppose you care a bit less maybe yeah but then again i also think you know even if you're only having like a one night stand with someone you don't want to traumatize them do you like i mean if someone tried to get in me without any form of foreplay they I wouldn't would they like, <laughs> I, I, would, I would headbutt them and be like what do you think you're doing mm. have a little fiddle first oh my god Mike I've put on weight my, sh- my fucking work shirt's tight oh, oh god welcome to the club don't it's all I mind you I have just eaten so maybe if I walk to work it'll like get it down a bit this is fucking I'm gonna have to wear spanks to work oh my god right so I had to get um new trousers for work last I think it was last year mm. 
um, it was towards the end, yeah, towards the end of last year or the very start of this year. Right. Because I split my other trousers. Oh, yeah. Didn't you split them down the arse? No, it was like at the top of the thigh. Okay. It was, yeah, it was like, you could see it less obviously, but it was quite a big split. So I got some new trousers, um, like emergency ones on the day. Then they... (laughs) Then they... Was it about a month ago? I noticed they've got a small um, split in them, but like... Your booty's too big, man! (laughs) Anytime it's going to go. And it's the same place. It's like right at the top of my thigh. Um, So I went out to get some new trousers a few weeks ago. Oh my god, like one of the pairs of trousers that I tried on had an elasticated waist. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, no! You try and get posh trackies for work because you can't fit into belted ones. I'm like, but they look so baggy, like from the knee down. Oh yeah. It's just, I've got like massive, like thighs at the top and a massive bum, and so I need. Go like, to the maternity section. Do you know what? I've got a confession to make, right? And I'll make it whilst being recorded, purely because it's a really funny confession. It's not well, it is a bit embarrassing. But on Christmas, I like to wear I like to wear my maternity jeans. Oh. I make no, I make room for the food, baby. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I mean they're full on. I don't hold on, I'll turn on the camera so you can see what I'm talking about, right? So like they're jeans. And then they've got, like, an elasticated, like, bit that comes up to here that oh holds you in. God. That's... So it stretches. Like, so it'll be like that. Yeah. But it'll be yeah. nice and supported. Oh, my God. I know. Don't I look good, ready for work? You look very posh. I know. Getting ready to serve some French people. Oh. Ah, bonjour, monsieur. Ça va, oui. Ça va bien, merci. Et toi? <laughs> Let's hope they don't ask any actual questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't know what the actual questions are in French. All I know is like, asseyez-vous. <laughs> What's that? Day. Oh. So, asseyez-vous is sit down, please. Okay. And then, uh, écouté is listen. Sit down and listen. What else do you need? <laughs> sit down and fucking listen. Do you want the beef or the chicken? <laughs> la beef or la chicken? <laughs> Isn't it, uh, what, ah, le poulet, le poulet et le boeuf. Yeah, that sounds about right, doesn't it? This is a French lesson, a sex discussion and a Twitter discussion all in one. I know, so much covered. We've we've done very well, I think. I have done well, I think. Oh my God, I don't, do you know what, I can't say this. Don't I add this into the podcast, but I really can't be fucked to go to Oh, you've got to go, though. No, I do. It's only two and a half hours. Well, it's three hours, but it's my first shift back since I buggered my knee. Oh, so walking and moving around. No, it's not so much that. It's just that I've, like, forgotten everything. Oh. Uh... I literally don't know how to do my job anymore. After the first ten minutes, you'll be fine. It's just getting there That's... and getting started, isn't it? And I'm also working with people that I haven't worked with before. And I'm just slightly concerned. It's, have you ever have you ever worked in like waitering, waitressing, that sort of thing? For about two months. So you know how like important like a good like team around you is. In theory, yep. Like, I always find that if you have 
people on that don't gel, mm. then it makes the shift a lot more difficult. And longer. Exactly. And I'm just like, I don't want that today. But then again, I'm not feeling in a particularly pleasant mood. So you might be the annoying wanker that they moan about after the shift. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's my middle name, Bethan Annoying Wanker Daisy Gemma Elliot. Did you oh. know? Can't believe you didn't know that, Mike. I didn't know that. It's not you can your... Thursday cards to that. <laughs> it's not on your Twitter bio. I don't know. <laughs> well, then you should have addressed me as Bethan Barry the Bee Lookalike <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> I'm not being funny. I put that in there for a reason because yeah. that is how I want people to like talk to me. Like, excuse me, Beth and Barry the Bee look alike. I'm... That's what I want. Can I talk to you about bee mental health? Why, yes, yes, Susan, you can. Yes, Susan. Well, <laughs> semi-linked to that. Um, Let's what... talk about the declining population of bees. Let's not. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the time to talk whale stuff and oh my god yeah what you've been doing that it's cracking right so time change whales is a sister company to time change england okay. so we're a little bit newer i think we're only about five years old and it's a bit different to time change england because time change whales like trains volunteers to give their like to give talks about their story mm. to organizations that say you know can can you come and speak to us please so it's all up and down wales it's funded by comet relief and the welsh government Mm. um which i think is a wonderful step from the welsh government and they've just recently launched a young people's program so for champions that who are between i think 18 and 30 you can be classed as like a young person's champion as well as like a normal one. And then you go into schools and you give that the same talk that you give to businesses. Mm. You give it to schools so you teach children, you know, wow. like, you know, I sort of talk about like who to talk to if you're feeling, you know, harm to yourself and that, you know, these feelings that you might feel, they are normal, but they're normal up to a point. And if you think to yourself, this has gone on too long and now I want to hurt myself, that's when you know it's not normal because yeah. that's what I would have wanted to hear. Mm. And I think it's really, like, I, I adore it because I feel like when you talk about your mental health, and I feel like you would probably um, get this as well, is I feel like I own it mm. instead of it owning me. So I don't feel as though I'm sort of sat there going, oh, my God. Like, I'm controlled by my mental health. Like, for that talk, I control it. Yeah. And I think that is so therapeutic. And I think it's so important. And then on top of that, you know that you're doing something good because you're teaching people that, you know, all they have to do is be there Mm. and you can save someone's life. And no one ever turns their nose up at that and goes, oh, well, that's bollocks. Mm. Because it's coming from someone who said, do you know what, my best friend has saved my life just by being there for me. Yeah. And I think because I like time change England, obviously, you don't sort of do that. You don't have because we get sent like a spreadsheet each month with all of the events. Yeah, you guys, because there's a couple of you um, that I follow yeah. online and you do seem to be more. Um, to this place, this place, this place. Yeah. Um, rather than kind of, I guess, doing your own thing or just. 
like generally going along and doing a stand. Um, you guys seem to be sort of doing stands, talks, visiting places. There does seem to be a bit more going on, I guess. Yeah, I think, I feel like Wales has really embraced it. Mm. And I think that maybe because maybe it's not as intimidating because it's like, obviously Wales is a lot smaller than England in sort of space. And so yeah. I want, maybe it was less intimidating for them to go, right, let's get someone from the north, let's get someone from the south and let's train up these volunteers that want to tell their mental health story. Yeah, and it makes such... It's so much more kind of empowering and engaging, I think, when it comes from someone that's like, this has affected me and it still is affecting me. Rather yeah. than... I've seen a few people, and it is it is great that they talk about it, but they talk about their experience from like 10 or 20 years ago. And I think you kind of miss out a little bit on that, like, I'm still struggling with it because it just resonates more with people when they hear it. Yeah, I think when you sort of... it's. I always say, I know I'm coming back to cancer again, but I, I always say it's a bit like you see like the case studies and you see like the um, like the Macmillan adverts and stuff. Yeah. And they're harrowing, right? It's horrible to see and to think that someone's going through that. But that's all you're doing. You're only thinking like you're not seeing it with your own eyes because there's no one in front of you going, this has happened to me. This is how I've dealt with it this is what I would say if you're feeling like this, but please be there for someone. Yeah. Like, it's very different to sort of having it in your face because that's yeah. essentially what we do. We're in your face and we yeah. tell you, don't be a dick, basically. Yeah. No, I do, it does make a real difference when it comes from the person, I think. And, and I think it puts a face to the illness. Yeah. You know, it's like... Like, my nana had dementia, right? Which is horrible, but before then, I'd never really thought about it because no one I knew was affected by it. Mm. I know it sounds really, like, closed-minded now, but obviously I just didn't really... It wasn't that I didn't care about it, but it's just that it wasn't a massive, like, in, like massively impactful thing in my life. And I think once my nana had obviously been diagnosed, suffered with it, and then passed away from it, I think it became a lot more sort of personal really and i think that's what just a face can do yeah definitely. right my chicken i've got to run to work so we did have to end it a little bit abruptly there we overran just a little bit and beth as you can tell was getting ready to go off to work so a big thank you to her for coming onto the podcast and talking so openly about a range of different topics that focused on mental health but included a few other um i really enjoyed just talking to beth it was something very unique um and it's always a good experience to see and talk to her so a big thank you to her thank you to you guys for listening in and please do remember you're not alone out there Yeah, just put them right at the end. So yeah. like, like, bye, bye. And then it'll just be silence for two seconds. Then I've got perky breasts. Mission <laughs> for ang- masturbation for mental health. Yes, definitely. <laughs> masturbate for mental health. No, I'm, I'm going to tweet that and I hope you retweet it. I will definitely retweet it. <laughs> right, my chicken. It was lovely to talk to you. You too. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Enjoy work. Uh, I oh I will do. Pray for me. Um will I will do. Au revoir, Michael. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.